Werewolf Month, and it continues. Werewolf movies all month long. You're back with Binge Watchers Podcast. If it's your first time listening, I hope you're a werewolf movie fan. Otherwise, I can't help you. If you've been listening since the beginning, you deserve like a free movie from David. Whatever he's got this week, I don't know. Uh, joined as always by Dangerous Dave and Jordan Savage, and I'm Johnny Spoiler. If I spoil a movie, it's because I love it. You'll have to deal with it. Um, yeah, so let's get into this show. Actually, when you hear this or watch this, it'll actually be a total eclipse followed by a, a blood full moon. What timing for Werewolf Movie Month? Because this drops. When this episode drops, there'll be a full moon outside. That's crazy. But it's almost like somebody planned to watch werewolf movies during a full moon. Hmm. hmm. I wonder who did that. I don't know. Nobody runs this show, guys. We just magically appear episodes every week. They just pop into your phones. Uh, I saw a funny post about like somebody was going through a breakup, and so they're like they immediately canceled all their subscriptions. Netflix, Hulu, uh, what else is there? HBO Max, gone, gone, gone. <laughs> I was like, that would break a binge watcher's heart. But then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, if I went through a major breakup or a divorce, what I care about, like, who's getting the house? How are we splitting the assets? What are we doing with the bank accounts? Who gets, is there any money left to give away? Like, how is this, like, who gets the kids? I'm worried about who's coming in after me getting free Netflix. Like, this really bothers me. Like, some slub is going to come in and, like, just, like, get to watch Netflix on my dime. That, that to me, is, like, that's the problem you got to solve during a major breakup you know, for, for some diehard movie fans, I think that's the thing, you know, that you got to work out, you know, and that prenup is like, what do you do with the Netflix account? See, that's what scares me is my wife actually had the Netflix ca- uh, mm. Netflix account before we got together. So oh, by all rights, mm. it would be hers. And I'm like, I've over years built up that watch list. And I'm you like, curated it. You hand curated <laughs> by a human hand, the playlist. And you're like, what do I do now? I got to start oh all God. over just like with my whole life and Netflix account. <laughs> Man, I feel you. I mean, I just did it and I did him dirty mm-hmm. like when we broke up. There's it's so funny how you mentioned that, John, because yeah. there's so many things that like should like this pri- was a priority yeah. versus it, like it has to be right to, right to the top of the list. <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm, he is not mm-hmm. about to be watching ESPN on any of my subscriptions. And so I definitely changed the password. Somebody's and- not seen the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, yeah, Game of You'll never know, buddy. You'll never see. Yeah. Oh, man. That's classic. Uh, so. I do have to come to a message to tell you about one of tonight's sponsors, but I think Dave's going to giggle. When I mention the word erection, so I think Dave, I'm gonna mute David at least, but maybe Jordan too because she looks like she's in a playful mood. And so if I don't mute this whole cast, we might be in trouble. I called you guys a cast instead of a crew. That's funny too. All right, we'll be back in like 30 seconds. If you're like me, you're probably guilty of allowing the stress of everyday life to bleed into your home life and maybe even the bedroom. With our busy schedules and the pressure to perform at work, You may have difficulty performing elsewhere. Meet Eddie, the modern ED treatment for the modern man. Eddie is a clinically proven, easy-to-wear device designed to help men of any age strengthen and maintain their erections. It's time to take charge of your sex life, so call 737-301-6111 to speak to a licensed nurse. And I think I'll pop that on the screen in case you didn't get my message. There, if you're watching it, there it is for you. So... Visit 
Eddie, buy Giddy.com and be the first, oh, be the best version of yourself. Again, that's Eddie by Giddy.com, where innovation meets ED. And now, let's start the show. Dave's still laughing, so I'll hold one second. I'll bring Jordan in because she's a professional, and then we'll just let Dave sit there and giggle silently. All right, Dave, get it together. <laughs> you thought you were still muted. I almost laughed, but I, I kept it together like a professional. Okay. Um, actually, that's not the official start of the show. Is that your system, Dave? Can we continue on? Yeah, go for it. All right. Get- Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. I didn't realize you had a follow-up comment, and then I clicked the theme song. What was your comment? What? I I said, well, now the moment's gone. I don't even remember. You don't remember five seconds ago? I cut the theme song short so I could ask you what you were going to say. Well, the moment's gone. I I don't know what to tell you. I got into the mode of the song. I was, like, dopping along. The song that you can't ever memorize when she says the same thing every week. I'm glad I'm not the okay. only one who's bopping too, because I'm always <laughs> oh, like, in the air drums yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, um, home video headlines. What's going on in movies and TV? Um, I'm excited about one of them, but I'll try to talk around it till I can no longer contain my excitement. Okay, there's a Netflix sketch show called "I Think You Should Leave" with Tim Robinson. Got renewed for season three, which surprises me because that seems like a very obscure show that like only a handful of dudes would be watching. It's funny, it's, but it's like it's anti Saturday Night Live. It's definitely got a cult following because I know there's a Facebook groups I was part of that would throw around memes from that show, and it's got a rabid fan base, but it's not one of their huge hits. Probably costs like a lot less than most of their shows too. It has some really funny bits. There's one sketch where he's in a mall dressed in like some kind of like mascot costume, and then it's, it's supposed <laughs> to be like a, it's like a. He's like on a gag show on a like a cable TV sh- gag show, like Americans Funny Something, whatever, like setting people up like a prank show. Yeah. And then he's talking from inside the suit. Do you know this, Jordan? Have you seen this sketch? Okay, he's in the suit, and then it zooms in on him, and he's just like, "I want to kill myself. I just want to <laughs> die." He's talking to his producer, he's talking to his producer through the microphone while he's like in the middle of a mall, and it sounds really dark, folks. But if you watch it in the context, it's actually really funny. Because obviously it's not what's supposed to be happening, and then he just has like a nervous breakdown. Um, there's another so sketch excited. where the reality TV—it's like a TV show within a TV show, right? So the other one's like people falling out of coffins is about to be oh, canceled. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, call your local cable provider if you don't want the show canceled or whatever. I don't know. It's it's again. It sounds. I guess I don't know. Does it sound disturbing? Maybe it does. But when you're well, yeah, for Netflix. There's definitely, I mean, there's a whole sketch about uh, him going on a ghost tour and just constantly ruining it by being too excited to be around adults that he's using the yeah. foulest language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this sounds hilarious. I would totally watch this. Yeah, so I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. So, yeah, so I have to add it to Jordan's list. The never-ending list. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about Dark Man? Have you ever seen or heard about this movie, Jordan? Dark Man? All right, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Raimi, well, like after the Evil Dead movies and then before doing Doctor Strange 2 and pro- and before Drag Me to Hell, which is another horror movie he did, Sam Raimi does this movie and before Spider-Man. He does a horror movie 
slash superhero movie called Darkman, where Liam Neeson's character gets burnt really bad and then uses like I don't know genetic science, some kind of sci-fi science to put masks on or like temporarily changes his face into other people for like and then, seven minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, there's like a countdown. There's like a counting clock. Like, oh my god, my costume's about to melt. I got to get back to my lab or whatever. It's pretty good. Anyway, they're thinking about remaking it, which is pretty cool for like B movie fans. It's right up there with like midnight movies, like the 1980s Punisher or Howard the Duck or Masters of the Universe, like really like schlocky 80s stuff, right, Dave? Yeah, it did. It wasn't yeah. a big hit when it came out, but it, you know, like it's got a fan, but it's got a following. Yeah, I'm one well, of them. If like I have to admit, direct- card carrying, you know, here's my Dark Man card. Well, there's like two direct-to-video sequels, so I mean, it has its fans for sure. Yeah, it's definitely like well, during the days of video stores, a heavily rented video, you know, and also, I want to say like USA Network or like TNT or TBS or like Spike TV when it existed. <laughs> Remember that the Man Channel, Spike TV. What did they become? Oh, they became Paramount Plus, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they still they're still around. They used to show marathons of Dark Man, like all all three movies or whatever it was. It was like Dark Man and a Thousand Ways to Die uh, marathons constantly on that channel. And then here's Dave. The next one is Dave trying really hard to create news. Like, I feel like, Dave, the other day, you showed me a picture I saw like four times already, like on every website, was the first photo from the set of the Blockbuster show that Netflix is making. And here's my contention, is the name tags are on the wrong side. That's my um. That's my the first mistake, and it, it's bothering me on a profound yeah, level. We were having a conversation, and I'm just like, "It's it's okay, man. Like <laughs> they'll get other things right. It's all right. It's all right. It's a fictional show, anyways, because the modern crew, the last blockbuster, doesn't even wear the uniforms. So, well, and that's what a franchisee owner would do. So it's it shows me that that store is not corporate. They're letting them wear the name tags on the wrong side, David. They can't abide it. Um, watch they they like rework the script just to address that for you. Yeah, <laughs> they should go and spend two million dollars to digitally move the laser <laughs> from one side to the other. We're so you match a million. Corporate, okay. <laughs> if you wanted to look like corporate blockbuster from the two thousands, let's get it right, folks. Let's let's do this. All right. That's the weirdest fan argument I think ever. Could you imagine going to a convention and it's a blockbuster cast and crew like, oh, welcome to Comic-Con 2023. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah, I've waited all day here. <laughs> um, who put the name tags on the wrong fucking side? Because, guy, I was a blockbuster manager, and this is the most important thing in my life. I've wasted my entire – this moment has been building for 20 years. You fired me on a conference call with 1,400 managers. Now I'm here. You made a show about my life, but you have the audacity to wear the name tag on the wrong side. <laughs> what kind of blockbuster managers are you representing? Not the real ones. And everybody's response is going to be, dude, it's just a show. <laughs> dude, that's oh, just man. where like, you just like you walk away. Or maybe people will start doing an applause. Slow that's, clap. Yeah, slow clap. Right? <laughs> Somebody finally said it. <laughs> <clears throat> Man. That was passionate, though, John. Oh, really? I felt it. Thanks. Yeah. See, I felt like you were suddenly judging me 10 minutes ago. We're like, is John this? Oh. Hey, I, I got like fired a, a from. flag should have been behind you. <laughs> I, got fired. I got fired from the Total Recall restaurant. So, hey. Oh, dang. Yeah. Dang. But. In some late breaking news that actually is like 
pretty impressive. We're finally getting a proper Dirty Dancing sequel with Jennifer Grey. Unfortunately, Swayze's not in the picture. I mean, we lost him a few years ago. But you know what, David? Jennifer Grey, back. Dancing Dirty just for you. So is it going to be in the 90s now? Uh, No word on that yet. All right. Uh, I literally found out like five minutes before. Sorry, Jordan. Go I ahead. was just going to say it was one of my uh, shameful screenings is I had just recently seen Dirty Dancing for the first time in the last couple of years. So it's good timing. Are you going to talk about it tonight or are you going to hold off? No, I have some other ones that I'll she got something out. else. She's got yeah. something else in the, in the it's chamber. A, it's a great she movie. that little guy in there. Oh, my God. Nobody puts baby in the corner. So it was so good. You want some tri- Oh, trivia. There's trivia on that. We posted the other day on our social Apparently, there's like an AFI documentary and Patrick Swayze is talking about how he didn't like that line originally because he misunderstood what the line was about. And then he embraced it later, I guess, when they were getting the scene made. But whatever. What's your contention on that, Dave? Dave doesn't care. He hates Dirty Dancing. He's like, for, he's like, Are you serious? I love Dirty Dancing. I watch, I watch it like every time around this time of year. It's a good like Mother's Day movie. Take another sip of the energy drink. I'm just not feeling your passion for Dirty Dancing on this side of the microphone. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of like heartbroken. Like I thought you knew my love of that movie. Actually, <laughs> I'm already. You know, right now in my head, I'm playing the scene where like they're like, "Hey, baby, wow, wow, wow." Anyways, I I shouldn't be singing right now. The most profound image for me in that movie is when they're first hooking up and they're playing the really sultry songs inside his apartment, and he's trying to teach her how to dance. You know what I'm talking about, Jordan, with the record player. Mm-hmm. My favorite is when she goes up to the staff, like the staffing quarters, and they're all With doing the watermelons. That. Yeah, I was gonna say the other yeah. thing is the watermelon. Is the other thing also, that the, the imagery is the watermelon shape of watermelons I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> well, before GMO, before genetically modified, engineered watermelons, <laughs> like, all right. natural watermelons Those in the cat's eighties watermelons representing nineteen sixties <laughs> watermelons. Whoa, David. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, tonight's movie has nothing to do with watermelons. I'm sorry. It's unfortunate. And we're also not here to talk about Dave's love of Dirty Dancing. We're here for The Wolfman 2010, which is a remake of The Wolfman 1941. They do change the story a little bit. It's still Larry Talbot, but I don't know if he's an actor in the original. I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. I think he's just uh, a dude. Just a dude in the original, yeah. Uh, um... Anyway, an actor goes home. Some beast has already eaten his brother. He kind of gets roped into helping the family, and then surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, his daddy's a big bad werewolf, has eaten the brother. This guy gets turned into a werewolf. And then I kind of feel like the dad is kind of like lusting after the daughter-in-law. I kind of feel like he wants to replace the wife that he may or may not have also killed. Um, But the other spoiler is there's a giant epic werewolf fight at the end of this movie between Benicio Del Toro's baby boy wolf and the Daddy Wolf, who's played by Anthony Hopkins. And it's pretty brutal. Like, you would say, like, the younger wolf in nature, could he take on the alpha predator? I don't know, because, like, he's getting really chewed up at one point. Like, the dad's, like, eating all parts of him. And I'm like, what? There's, like, nothing left of this dude. <laughs> like, it's getting pretty gnarly. Uh, Dave, you got some dangerous details about this movie? 
I do. Um, so this movie, unfortunately, had a pretty troubled production. Uh, it originally started with director Mark Romanek, who did One Hour Photo, uh, but he dropped out due to creative differences. Then director Joe Johnston came on uh, with only three weeks to prep. So because of that, he had to use more CGI because he didn't have time to prep practical effects um, like other movies. Um the release date was actually pushed back four times uh, because it had like over six months of uh, reshoots for various things like having the Wolfman use all four legs rather than just two. Um, <laughs> another part of how this movie got was so screwed up in production. Uh, the compo- uh, composer Danny Elfman's score was originally re- replaced because they decided to go a different route for the music. And then they ended up not liking the new music they uh, paid somebody to make. So they, put back in Danny Elfman's score after the fact. So they just keep flip-flopping on uh, musicians or scores. Um, Mm. This is actually one of only two werewolf movies that have won Oscars for best makeup effects with the other being, of course, American werewolf in London. And both were actually won by Rick Rick Baker. So, you know, it's got, this movie does have an Academy award. I kind of always forget that. Um, (laughs) That's like a preview of like Dave not liking the movie or something. <laughs> um, and this is actually the second uh, adaptation of a classic horror movie with Anthony Hopkins. Of course, the other being uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. So he was all about redoing horror movies of old times. Uh, yeah. So, so Jordan, uh, favorite bits? Wait, yeah. no, we're not going to favorite bits. Not yet. Mid-roll. We, yeah. <laughs> we got to go to some messages from our other sponsors tonight. So we'll be back after these messages. What's but first, bit? we're going to talk to you about some – Dave's going to help me on this one because he knows what this product is. Yeah, I do. All right, so VPN stand for Virtual Private Networks. It's a service that's going to protect your internet connection and your privacy online by creating an encrypted tunnel for your data to protect your online identity by hiding your IP address. It's going to allow you to use public Wi-Fi hotspots safely because no one likes to be watched, hacked, or tracked, even if they have nothing to hide. That's why it's important to step up your privacy game when you're browsing through a VPN. Your traffic is encrypted so no one can see what you do online. You can grab our exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash binge watch. Get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus a free threat protection plus one additional month free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Um, David actually introduced me to the idea of a VPN, and that's how I'm getting hooked up with like all my british stuff from like the bbc player and like the stuff that you can't get even with like signing up for like the the british american subscriptions like there's still stuff you can't get so uh collectively it's a good idea but dave knows more about this than i do so dave why should our listeners have a vpn well kind of like what just to piggyback off what you were saying uh you if you have one subscription to netflix you've got netflix all across the world so right now if like John and me, you're watching Better Call Saul and you don't subscribe to uh, AMC Plus. Guess what? England's Netflix has it there. So just switch your VPN to England and you get to watch new episodes of Better Call Saul the next day. Um, the other thing is, is if you have an internet service that does something called throttling, which is basically slowing down your internet speed at will, this stops that. So I can download my podcast or movies to my tablet to watch later a lot faster than I used to. So it's totally worth it in that regard. That's like a hidden special feature of using yes. a VPN. Cause I wouldn't have thought about that. Cause the cable companies do like, I have cable internet. So like they do group your internet speed together with like the houses around you. But if they didn't know that you were there, they thought you were like in Korea watching international <laughs> Netflix. You know what I mean? Like you're, you win. That's what it is folks. You win with the VPN. 
So again, if you want to take advantage of this offer that they got going for our listeners, go to nordvpn.com forward slash binge watch. Oh, and now I get to tell you about something else. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I get to tell you about a podcast. We're starting to feature podcasts on our show so you can learn about other great shows you should be turning into. So today I want to tell you about the Starfleet Leadership Academy. It's an award-winning leadership development podcast told through the lens of Star Trek. Star Trek is full of great examples of leadership. So Jeff, the host, he's a leader with over 20 years of experience in executive management in both the public and private sectors. He's going to break down episodes of Star Trek from the original series to Discovery and beyond, pointing out examples of great leadership management, communication, and more. So if you enjoy Star Trek or even a little bit Trek curious, then you have an appetite for leadership development. This podcast is for you. We're going to go ahead and play their trailer so you can decide if it's the podcast for you. Here we go. This is the Starfleet Leadership Academy. Check it out. Leadership, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starfleet Leadership Academy. It's ongoing mission to develop leaders through Star Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. A leadership development podcast told through the lens of Star Trek. The Starfleet Leadership Academy. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Oh boy. Dave, are you going to tune into that uh, Star Trek podcast? I just might. You've already downloaded it? You're already subscribed? Good job, Dave. Now is it favorite bits time? No, I got I got a surprise for David, and he's gonna be he's gonna be extremely excited about this, and then we'll get the favorite bits. All right. Oh, David, it's the Lost City. Watch the Lost City tonight on digital. The hilarious adventure starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. They're gonna take you on a thrill ride through the jungle to survive the elements and find ancient treasure before it's lost forever. Critics are calling it a nonstop fun. Bring the adventure home on digital today and go inside the making of the movie with over 15 minutes of extras, including deleted scenes, bloopers, and much more. Bonus content available at participating retailers, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures, of course. And our friends at Paramount Pictures are going to hook up our audience. We have some giveaway codes, some on-demand features for you to take a look at, get a free copy of the movie. Jordan, how do they get a free copy of this movie? You go review. It's what we like to do. So <laughs> leave us a review. <laughs> Apparently, my crew wants to actually have a podcast tonight and not just hear about all the great stuff the listeners can do. So, we, Dave, what was that? Grinding your teeth, rolling your eyes at me? We're finally here! <laughs> Favorite bits of the Wolfman. I'll kick us off. I, I um, can't wait for, you know what the next review is going to be, Jordan? It's going to be like, what a sellathon! It was a series of commercials! I don't want a VPN shit! Where is my Wolfman summary favorite bit? Dangerous, David. They want the bits. Well, guess what? You don't get a copy of The Lost City. That's right. For being such an <laughs> asshole, you get nothing, Terry. Terry from England. Just Maybe he's not really Terry. from... Maybe he's not from England. Maybe he's just VPNing and he's really like in like Philadelphia. Who knows? Mm. Can't tell. Can't tell because he hooked himself up with that free month of NordVPN. Uh, the bits. I will not... I will make sure not to send the sponsors all these outtakes that are also involved in the rest of the episode, but they have the choice to listen to the whole episode, so who knows? There you go. You know. Okay, bits time. Well, I think... Are you sure? Do you want to, or should we really drag it out and talk about something? No, just I think, with the exception of Werewolves Within, a good werewolf movie is determined by the transformation, and this one I thought was really cool. 
with the nasty fingers bending and the feet shooting out and the teeth coming out of his, I don't know, gums and whatnot. But I also really liked Singh's role in it, which is the servant to Sir John. Um, he's kind of hinting at the fact that, like, you know, his, uh, I guess, Matt, I don't know what you want to call him. The guy who owns the house is uh, is the werewolf, you know, and I didn't really pick up on that until, honestly, at the very moment that, like, Sir John Talbot was going to lock himself inside the, the crypt. So, uh, yeah, loved that. But what about you, Dave? Um, that very first... Um... I don't know what you want to call the very first massacre scene before he, uh, Larry's actually attacked um, when the lose. Well, we find out who the werewolf was after the fact. Um, but that, that first scene is just very brutal. I, I forgot. It's been about 12, 11, 12 years since I've seen this. So I kind of forgot how actually brutal this movie is. Like it's a studio movie, but it actually brings some gore to it. Um, and I just like the overall set. Like I, you kind of, a lot of movies don't do this anymore, but um like some movies actually look better if they're on a, you, you could tell a lot of this was done on sound stages. It has that kind of look, that feel of an old, well, it's like the old movies it's replicating. So, I mean, it just has a very classic look that I don't see done too much in modern movies. So yeah. What about you, John? Uh, my favorite bit is the werewolf fight, which I spoiled earlier in tonight's episode. Uh, I think it's worth it. I think like get through the sloggy period piece um, take it or leave it, Emily Blunt. This movie not my favorite Emily Blunt movie. My favorite of her movies is actually a, a comedy called The Five Year Engagement. Have you guys seen this? Uh, I thought it was going to be The Devil Wears Prada. No, nah. no, that's my favorite. Sorry, <laughs> which also has a werewolf. Yeah, so, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, anyway, um, and one scene really bugs me. It's a transformation in the nut house. You know, like it's like CG. I driven and you were talking about how Rick Baker's here to do the makeup. Like I'm sure I didn't, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention when you were given the details. Cause not for me anyway, it's for the audience. Like I'm like waiting for the next thing to happen. Like Jordan is like, where's the bits? Let's get to the bits. Let's get to the bits. <laughs> so you might've brought it up, but like they failed that sequence. Like they, you know what I mean? Like they could have used traditional makeup and photography. They didn't and cut, you know, like they could have cut between him transforming like the one phase after the other progressively more to the you know startled reactions of the people in the observation deck there or whatever all the doctors rather than that crap they did with his face while he's strapped to the chair you know whatever Duncan in the ice water is cool but i don't know man uh i will slightly defend that scene i th everything you're saying is is correct i won't dispute how awful it looks but i just the just in the context of the movie and what it's doing i mean i, I still got wrapped up in it like I, I think it's a it's a well-made scene but yes it would have benefited a lot more if it got to be practical um but yeah practicality <laughs> i mean i'm still gonna say binge now so there you go well we jumped right to that what about you <laughs> <laughs> he's like i've got all this stuff to do during the whole podcast i don't know what you guys are doing and then all of a sudden we just <laughs> well it's uh, binge now for me as well um i'm gonna say binge and i believe you you know i believe jordan's authority tonight because of the because the the frames that she's wearing she's got a pair of like, uh, eyeglass shades i don't know if they're cosmetic or prescription but she's rocking this thing and she sounds like she knows what she's talking about no i definitely have to use them to see so mm -hmm. 
yeah. Functional um, and stylish, folks. There you go. Go to our exclusive eyewear.com code and enter. No, I'm just <laughs> um, so I'm going to say I'm going to be the outlier here and say binge later. Um, I really like this movie the first time I saw it. I guess I guess me and John kind of switched. I think if you watch more than this movie more than twice, it falls apart. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know how many times John's seen it, but this is like my third or fourth. Um, the other thing is, is uh, just like you guys, I watched the director's cut. And this, I think, was the first time I've seen that. And this is one of those rare occasions where I think the studio uh, R-rated cut is actually probably the better one because it moves a lot faster. Um, so that's the best I can say. I'm going to say binge later for this guy, this wolf man. What are you going to do? Um, that's a shameful rating, David, which brings us to shameful screenings with Jordan. Yeah, I actually took a recommendation from John this week, and I watched Whoa. You Got Mail for the first time. It was so I don't know why. <laughs> I've been on, like, such a... And it's not on purpose watching all these Tom Hanks mm. movies, mm. but it was nice to just watch something, like, super cheery and a little gushy. And it was uh, it was really, really, really cute. And just thinking about the way like AOL and dial up was back in the day and mm. like email, just yeah. like blast from the past, you know. So see hearing you guys talk about it, I haven't seen it since the 90s. So the last time I watched it, that stuff was new. It wasn't nostalgic at the time. So right. I'm I'm kind of curious to go back and watching it through a different lens. Oh yeah. Okay, so Here's where it falls apart for me, and I was holding off to make sure that everybody on the show has seen it. Listeners, you're on your own. I don't know what to tell you. Turn the show off or continue. For this Here's a spoiler. Year old movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, Tom Hanks movie, whatever. And Meg Ryan, who should come back to acting anytime soon. Okay, um, so she has a little bookstore, and it's going to be outdone by like a big box bookstore that he his he runs with his dad and his grandpa, and they're all players. They're all players. He's got like a and he has an aunt that's like nine and he's like in his forties. And then he's got a brother who's like also 10 or something. Right. Cause the, you know, the family just kind of plays around and sells books. I don't know. Um, but he's secretly fallen in love with Meg Ryan's character who owns a little bookstore around the corner. And literally it's around the corner and she owns it. And, <laughs> and that's what it's called. But they're talking on AOL instant messenger, which is like internet one folks. Like they had the internet. You could go to a webpage or, you could sign in and it would go like, whatever that noise is, I can't make it. And it's probably trademarked. I can't play it. But it was like very, it's a very specific <laughs> sound. You can Google what AOL sounds like. And then you get in there and you're just talking to people. It's kind of like an old-fashioned text message, whatever. And uh, they don't reveal who they are. And they do that on purpose for like most of the movie. But then, like her bookstore is getting going bankrupt. And like I'm like, wait a minute. So here's where the rules of like romantic comedies are supposed to uh, apply, right? And mad respect for the filmmaker because I think it's Nora Ephron, and she's good. That's who it is, right, Dave? Either her or Nancy Myers, one of those. Okay. So either way, they're doing a good job, but then like, when it's time for him to come in and save the bookstore, he doesn't save the bookstore. So I was like, dude, you screwed up right there. And then after he reveals who he is, but he still continues with the facade of like, I'm not going to tell her who I am. And then he's like having her compete with him. He's like making her. Yes. He's competing Question. for her love with himself. Cause he's, he's created like an alternate identity online of, of himself. 
that she's interacting with. And then she meets him in real life. And so he's trying to make sure that she falls in love with him in person and forgets about the fantasy. But then he continues with the trade till the end of the movie and she's okay with it. So then I'm like, okay, they've already broken romantic comedy logic by not saving the ladies bookstore. That's what happens is guy meets girl. Uh, guy loses girl, either something he did or she did, or they do together and then it doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. But then there's like a major reward situation. And in this movie, you're following the path of like all the stones that they've set up. And like, so it would be natural. And they must've fought about this. Like during production, somebody had a fight about this. Like, I don't know. Like (laughs) somebody talked about this. Like, are we going to save the bookstore? No, no. What do you mean we're not gonna we're not gonna save the bookstore? What are we doing watching this movie for two? What have we been here doing for two hours, David? <laughs> so then they don't save the bookstore. He stalks. He's like a serial. He's like a sociopath serial killer. Goes to the park. By the way, it's been me the whole time, and here's my dog. You're cool with that? Cool. Credits roll. We're in love. He just manipulated her right to the end of the movie. Like Jordan, come on. I thought it was so cute. I love oh. that too. <laughs> Hey, I, I've done some I... psycho shit on some... <laughs> like, cutting off a dude's Netflix. Like, it all oh, comes back know. around full circle. See how that happens? I, yeah, I once... hate that you guys have convinced me to rewatch this movie. <laughs> like, I I might have to put hey, it on my watch. You know how this happens? You're lonely, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you crack open a Bud Light, and you're watching You Got Mail. That's how it happens, bud. Online dating has evolved a lot. Has it really? Population, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember. Uh, see, I haven't even watched it recently, but I'm remembering all the specific sounds of the doo doo message in. You've got mail, yeah, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I used, have, I, the, I used to have some online girlfriends through uh, AOL Messenger back in the day. Now, of course, they're across the country. We know what Dave's doing later tonight. He's gonna watch. You got mail. Do it and try to reconnect with uh, you know, the person old flames. In, like, <laughs> We're gonna on, expect on, you to pick a side. You're gonna have to pick a side next week, Dave. Mm. Like, I mean, all the notes you're gonna say is you got mail. Perfect. So in fact, I might do that. Just send you guys a piece of paper that just says you got mail several times in a row. You know what's sad is the way that John just described that movie. Basically, capitalism wins, if I remember right. Like, it's Fox... not wrong. <laughs> I mean, Fox Books. If I, if I remember, see, this movie's flooding back to me. I haven't watched mm-hmm. it for like 20 years, and now I'm remembering it all. Like it was mm-hmm. like Fox Books, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's his name. Yeah, because it was like their version of Barnes and Noble. So this is like, although like Barnes and Nobles almost aren't they on the brink of bank- bankruptcy at this point? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> they might be the, like the only major at book chain at all anymore. Would you watch Dave? Um, we don't have time for that. It's all you got mail. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, in essence, I watched three movies because uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is back with the new season and they just dropped three new episodes. Um, the best of which is like Santo and oh man, I've already forgotten the full title, but it was like Santo versus Dracula or something like that. Whereas an old uh, wrestler luchador movie that also Wait, are you watching Dracula the Mexican part? Dracula movies? In Mystery Science Theater 3000, yeah. Oh. Dave, why can't you just watch the original pure cuts of these movies? Because it wouldn't be nearly as fun as watching robots and a guy make fun of it. Darn it. So, yeah. So, Mystery Science Theater nerds, they're back. Go watch it. You have to buy their specific subscription to it now. 
which I did, of course. Hmm. What about you, John? Besides, you've got mail convincing everybody to watch. You've got mail. <laughs> you want to uh. Well, I know of a couple things, but weren't you on a rom com kick this week? I was, but then I went back to watch Top Gun. And also, a romantic comedy. My contention with Top Gun is like, why didn't anybody tell Tom Cruise that he had a unibrow, or was the unibrow part of his character development? Hmm. Or maybe it makes you a better pilot. But I thought less hair makes you more aerodynamic. Hero-dynamic. Hero-dynamic! Yeah. Okay. Time to play the end song now. We're going to end on an awful (laughs) pun. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, who's got the comments? Who wants it? I was going to say, you guys aren't going to kick me off for see, not seeing a million iconic uh, movies, but Herodynamic was the thing that yeah. got me off the show. Do we even want to tell anybody what we're watching next week? Or are we just going to let them figure it out? Oh, uh, we're watching a movie that has like seven werewolves in it. It's called Dog Soldiers. It has like a bunch of werewolves, not just one, not two, not three. It has a lot, a lot, David. Like, like it's a werewolf sandwich. Have you seen it before, Dave? Years ago. So this is going to be like Ginger Snaps, where it's going to be kind of like a first time watch because it's been so long. Okay. Mm. So um, I got excited for a second because we were talking amongst the group about watching Alvin and the Chipmunks meets. Okay. The and I was thinking, I, like, is there like seven werewolves? All right. So here's the thing. <laughs> talking about Alvin and Chipmunks meets the Wolfman is a whole podcast. So if we start talking now at the end of this show, we'll be here for another hour because in the early 2000s, they, they're, they're like, it seems like every two years they're trying to reboot the Universal Monster movies somehow. And they're like, well, we have Alvin and the Chipmunks. Let's throw in the Wolfman and Frankenstein. So they do the Frankenstein one, but then they do the Wolfman and Theodore becomes a werewolf. So Not only does Theodore become a werewolf, he wrestles the Wolfman <laughs> on stage. And that is killer. And I like I was goofing around, but I thought so I went back to the cartoon. I'm like, why are we right? It sounds fun. Because I was like, I went back to the cartoon to make sure I had the story straight. Because I was like making jokes about the live action chipmunks. What if they got that skater actor, Jason Lee, from My Name is Earl, who was in the live action chipmunk movies, and they brought them back in a live action meets the Wolfman movie? And then your suggestion, Dave, was what? You wanted an R rated version where. Well, yeah, David becomes yeah. a werewolf. Yeah. Or Wolfman. Yeah. And I don't know how the chipmunks will. It's not. Here's, here's the crazy thing. I mean, they're like, they just made Top Gun 2. They're giving us a proper dirty dancing sequel. They're making all this stuff that's like nostalgic. Why is it out of the realm of possibility that somebody can go Alvin the Chipmunks, but a werewolf in a live action movie, and it's going to get dirty? Why not? I mean, it's not. I think you could sell some tickets. Unfortunately, I think they're Disney now because the last. The movies were done by Fox, which well, Disney owns now. If so. you use that VPN, Disney comes <laughs> with unrated <laughs> materials internationally. So there's a way to work this out. I'm just saying. Well, there's always a way. Life finds a way. Jordan approved. Stamp it and make it. I love it. Let's go.